What's up guys, it's your boy Josh with Roth Cards TV and we are back with episode 10. 10, this is a milestone. I've never made it to episode 10 of anything that I've ever done. But, so look, today's episode as you can see is a little different as I'm not at a card show, but we're still gonna make a really good video. Got a bunch of questions I'm gonna answer. We're gonna go over a recent submission that I just got back, some new pickups and who I'm looking to buy at this moment, who I think is a good buy, who I think is a good sell. And uh, yeah, let's discuss the hobby. We got a busy week coming Coming up, let's get it. This video is brought to you by Meserich Shipping Services, the fastest middleman shipping service to save money on eBay sales tax. It's very simple. All you gotta do is purchase the card on eBay. You then ship them your cards and your cards will be sent to you the next day. Visit their website at Meserich Shipping Services, fill out the information and use promo code ROTHCARDS21. Click submit, check your email, and they'll send you step-by-step -step instructions on how to save on eBay sales tax. All right, so first, uh, I posted on Instagram a few days ago for people to send me questions. So I got a few questions here. We'll put the questions below and uh, we'll go ahead and answer them. I'm gonna answer them to the best of my abilities, the best of my knowledge, and uh, yeah, let's get it. Here we go. So the first question is, what's the best way to start getting people into my Instagram Live and get more followers on Instagram? So it's a great question to start. I would say number one thing not to do is send your lives and your Instagram and message random people on Instagram and say, hey, join my live, hey, join my Live, hey, I'm going live tomorrow. Hey, don't do that. The easiest way to grow your Instagram is to just put out content. So let's say you have five cards, right? Let's say you're just getting started. You just started your Instagram and you have five cards. Let's make a reel about those five cards you have. Make a reel about why you have those five cards, how much you spent on those five cards. Um, you know, that type of content, e even pictures, right? The more content you put out, the more exposure your page is going to get, the more eyeballs are going to come to your page. And then when they see that you go live and you break and you rip, they'll join, right? You have to do it organically it's not like hey what's up brandon um so i'm gonna be going live tomorrow night for a prison retail box you want to go in you want to break you want to do this that's like the worst thing to do because people are gonna be like yo and they're gonna just block you or they're gonna meet you and they're just gonna you're gonna go way in their folder over there of people not to respond to you know so organically is the best way to grow your instagram put out content make videos short videos just like tiktok you know like put out content and watch your instagram grow all right so the next question is where are you from and how did you get into the hobby all right yeah i might not even talk about this yet on the on the uh my youtube so for everybody who doesn't know my name is josh i am 25 years old i'm from newport news virginia um i got into the hobby last year around february kind of when a lot of the hobby got hot you know that's kind of when i got in i got in with the attention of all right you know i flipped sneakers already so i was flipping sneakers before cards gary v i remember he posted one day back then he was like if you flip sneakers you a million percent need to flip sports cards because you can get way more inventory there's way better margins and you can have fun while doing it you know something along those lines and i was like okay that's interesting you know i'm always looking for new hustles always looking for new streams of income so i dove in head first um and i just learned like from march until august of 2020 every single day i was on facebook i was on ebay and i was just researching i was on youtube i was watching videos how to buy and sell how to grade how to look for this how to look for that and just researching because it's in order to get to you know when everybody when you start you start here right you start in this little bubble and you can choose to stay 
in this bubble or you can choose to expand your bubble. The only way to grow and to expand and to make your card account larger or to make your knowledge on the hobby larger, you have to do the research. Research, research, research. Watch videos, learn what people are buying, learn what's hot, figure out what's undervalued, figure out what's overvalued, and you do that simply by research. So for six months straight, I was on Facebook, eBay, YouTube, watching videos every single night, like from 9 p.m. to two in the morning, just on eBay, on Facebook, see when people were buying, see when people were selling, figure out what was hot, figure out what wasn't hot, and just figuring out the hobby. That's all you have to do. And I was just figuring out the hobby in a way where I could learn and grow. And you know, you just build up, you know, I started, you know, it's funny, I, like I was watching a video the other day um, from when I first started and I made a mail day post about LeBron mosaic base cards coming in the mail. I bought Mo LeBron mosaic base cards for $5. I got two of them for 15 bucks. So it was like 750 each. No, I got three of them for 15. It was $5 each. And bro, I was hyped. I was hyped to get $5 LeBron mosaic base cards. 2019-2020. That's where I started, bro. But the thing is, everybody starts somewhere. Wherever you start doesn't mean that you have to stay there, but everybody has to start somewhere. And that's where I started. I started with buying LeBron base mosaic cards, buying them for five, selling them for 10 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you just build up. So then I take that 10 and I put it into something else. Bro, it's a snowball. This hobby is a snowball effect. It builds and it builds and it builds and it grows and it grows. It doesn't happen overnight. But when you put in hard work and dedication every single day for six months, 12 months, 18 months, you will see that change you will see growth it takes discipline takes consistency but if you're willing to put in the work you can grow anything all right next question is what was your first big hit a pull or a return grade that changed the game for you great question so i would say from so i got in the hobby march 2020 from march until november it was just hustle and bustle it was just like buying cards you know because back then you didn't really get cards back graded quick and i was sending cards on you know 20 days so even the cards i sent back in july of last year i hadn't even got back yet right so it was really just buying cards and then selling them for a hundred dollars profit maybe buying a you know lebron prism for you know psa 10 at one point those were two three hundred bucks buying them for 200 selling them for 250 you know and just slowly building up or finding a good deal on luca and then when luca hit the, hit a good shot selling it for you know 50 dollars profit right so that's kind of where i was at for a good six to eight months um and i just built up my collection so i at one point probably like around november around the dallas show so the first dallas show i went to was the november 2020 show um i had about probably 50 cards 50 slabs all anywhere from 100 bucks to you know 1200 bucks like that was kind of my price range of cards that i had and so really th so this moment this dallas show changed my hobby experience and changed and, and elevated me to a new level because i went to this show with the intention of okay i got my briefcase and i had a little glitter box that's what i started with i started with a little a glitter box with a little mirror inside you know if you met me in 2020 you saw that box we came a long way but look so that's where I started. So I went to this Dallas show in 2020 with the intention of, all right, I'm gonna walk around, I'm gonna buy, sell, trade. Let's see what we can do, right? So I'm walking around and I meet my boy, Trey. So Trey was at his own booth and his showcase was like half full because he just sold a bunch of cards. So I saw that, I didn't even know him. I was like, hey bro, what's up, man? Hey, I'll pay half the table. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you let me set up with you. And you know, he talked to his uncle and he was like, all right, cool, let's do it. So I set up with him, you know? So that was my first like connection that I made in Dallas right then I got there. Um, so I set up 
with him, put all my cards in, and like within an hour, my homies from Phoenix, they know who they are, they came over and they bought my whole collection. They was looking at it, you know, they was like, how much is this one, how much is that one, how much is that one? I was telling them prices, and I was joking. I said, man, take the whole thing for 10K. And they looked at each other, and they started they start doing numbers, and they were like, are you serious? And I was like, I, I wasn't serious, I was just joking. I didn't think anybody was gonna buy my whole showcase. And I was like, shoot, yeah, and I did the math, and so, <laughs> This is the crazy part, right? So I added it all up. It added up to about 10,500 what I spent on everything. Now, granted, some of those cards that I had were were nothing cards. Like it was some Derek Carr was in there, like some Dak Prescott, like stuff that just was was like stale inventory. I had a, I had a lot of stale, like probably half the cards I had were stale slabs. The rest were pretty good. You know how like a Zion, um, like a Zion Auto, I think it was a Jaw Auto and they're like, you know, those cards were good, but a lot of it was like stale inventory. And then, so they offered 9,600 bucks. And at that moment, I felt like I was on Shark Tank. I was like, dang, do I take a $1,000 loss and take this whole lump sum of cash and flip it? Or do I just say, nah, man, I can't do it. And try to sell car by car to maybe sell it for all 11K, 12K, whatever it was, you know? So I sat there for a moment in my Shark Tank moment and I said, you know what? You got a deal. So I took 9,600 for about 50 to 60 slabs. My whole collection was gone. My whole collection was gone. And I had $9,600 in my hand. And I was like, oh, this hobby's real. This is a real hobby. And from that moment, I took the $9,600 and that was the first day of Dallas. So the rest of the Dallas show, I was walking around, I was buying, I was buying, bringing it back to my table, selling it. Like I was, like I bought a KD Topps Chrome Rookie when they were cheap. They were, I bought one for $3,000. In 10 minutes, I sold it for $4,200 to another guy. So right there, like that's why it's okay to take a temporary loss sometimes, guys. Like, so right there, I lost, I lost $1,000, but I got a lump sum of cash that I then bought a car for three grand, sold it for $4,200. So really, I sold my whole thing, I sold it for $9,600 plus 1200 so now i'm at 10.8 so basically you could say i broke even but it's like that's why you always take the money always take the deal a temporary loss for a huge future gain is always the move so that is the story that really elevated me to that next level was i chose to you know you know what i'm gonna take the temporary loss but i know that i have the hustle i know i got the grind i know i'm gonna take this cash and i'm gonna flip it and that was my mindset let's go and let's see what we can do so that is the elevation and then from there to the moon and then after that oh we went to the moon baby we went to the moon and then so then after i sold the whole collection like that kind of just it got me in the mindset of yo this is a real hobby like before i thought it was real like don't get me wrong before i thought the hobby was real but it was like it was more so like oh this is this is fun this is cool you know maybe there's not a lot of money in the hobby for me right now but i'm having fun i'm enjoying i can travel i can go places it covers all my expenses but when i sold all those cards for that price i was like oh Shoot, okay. Like if I hustle and I grime and I truly put in the work, we can elevate. Like we can go to the moon literally. So after that Dallas show, bro, like that's when I got in hustle mode. That's when I got in content mode. That's when I was like, you know what? Like let's let's push this brand and let's 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 go. Let's go. And that right there is that's the first elevation. I would say my first huge sale and my first big come up was so I bought a 2008 Kobe Tops Chrome, you know, with LeBron guarding him on it. It was super clean. I got it raw for like a hundred bucks and I graded it for 75 bucks. So I was all in on the card, like 175 bucks, right? So I, I, I bought it before it was hot. Cause you know, like a couple months ago, it got super hot. PSA 10s were going for 10K, right? So it ended up grading a 10 and I got it back like when it was like super hot and I sold it for like 7,500 bucks. Just cause I was like, yo, I just wanna, I just wanna sell it, get my quick cash. So I turned, you know, 175 to $7,500 in a month. And from that, that was like the next like, oh yeah, we we not stopping. Like we not stopping, we, we going full throttle. 
bottled out. Like that just put me in, in, in a mindset of, yo, if you really want to make it in this hobby, it's possible. So now let's, let's double down, let's put in more work, let's go even harder. And here we are. So those are really, those are my two moments in this hobby that just like elevated me and elevated my mindset to like, yo, we, we can do this, bro. Let's go. All right, next question is, how do you know how to sell a one-of-one -one when the card doesn't have any comps? Okay, good question. I know sometimes, you know, you can rip a pack and you pull a one-of-one -one and you don't know. So I would say, see if you can find that card, maybe number to 10, maybe the number to 25 to kind of give you a ballpark. Um, but really for a one-of-one, -one, I would say list it for a price that you want to sell it at and you'll either sell it super quick or it'll sit if it sits lower the price 500 bucks you know like see if you get any hits then if not just keep lowering it you know until you get to a price where it sells and that's what it's worth you know that's what it, at the end of the day cards are only worth what somebody's willing to pay right you can have a one a one of one curry and you want twenty thousand dollars but nobody is going to pay twenty thousand dollars because to them it's a you know 11 year card and it's like okay it's a, it's a one of one but you know like what what's the real value of it you know so maybe you post it for 20k and you get an offer of eight thousand all right, so maybe you counter back at 10, you know, and they offer nine, then boom, you get yourself for 9K. Meanwhile, you, you pulled it for 100 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, look, at the end of the day, you never go broke taking profit. I want I want y'all to just keep that in your mind. You'll never go broke by taking profit. You, no, actually repeat after me. I will never go broke by taking profit. One more time. I will never go broke by taking profit. No, seriously. It's so, it's so easy. Like, perfect example. Just like I talked about the Kobe card, right? I could have been like, no, nah, I'm not selling for 7,500. I need 10k last comp is 10 10,500 i want 10,000 i'm not going any less meanwhile i got the card for 175 dollars bro look greed and that and that's considered greed right if i'm like no nah, man i need 10,000 like and then all of a sudden you know what the card goes for now like three grand like i could have held it because i wanted more 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 and here we are two months later that card is now worth half of what i sold it for so now i maybe would get 2,000 2,500 you know what i mean like take the profit sell the card if i really wanted that kobe card i'll buy it back and i could buy right now i could probably find it for 2500 bucks right now like so i could keep 5000 in my pocket have the same as that card that's why I always take the profits and look for new opportunities to rebuy it to then sell it or to keep it or whatever you want to do with it but when you take profits you win let's get it all right next question what players are you holding right now so right now i am holding football i think between what's today today's june 24 so i think from june to august is a great time to buy football um for me i'm gonna sell some football before the season i think i'm gonna hold a few football cards that i believe in a few players i believe in during the season now let me let me say this holding football during the season is a risky game right because in football it's a physical sport there's many more injuries and if you're holding you know you could you could easily get caught holding the bag during football season so the safe play is to sell before the season now you either going to sell it too cheap or you're going to get out of it and you're going to be good right so like you just have to weigh the options like are, are, are you cool with selling it for a thousand dollars but that guy ends up playing super well and now that card's worth 2500 right or you sell it for a thousand and the guy gets benched because he doesn't play good and now the cards were 200 like you know it, it, it's a it's a you have to weigh your options. Like, what are you cool with? If if you sell it for a thousand before the season, but you bought it for five hundred, you know, are you cool with taking five hundred dollars profit, or do you want to just you're all in? Let's go, Sam Darnold. You about to throw five touchdowns week one, baby. I'm holding. Like, those are the options. Like, that's what you could do. Um, so I would say right now, so I have the Kyler Murray. So two cards that I'm, I'm holding right now is a Kyler Murray White Sparkle and the Sam Darnold NT that I got. Um, I don't know if I'm going to move those before the season. Those might be two cards that I kind of maybe even wait. Maybe after week one, see how they play week one. Because if, if they have a really good week one, I can see both of those cards being very sought after. Um, but like, you know, the smaller Sam Darnolds, I'll probably move those, you know, before week one during the hype. I think 
there's gonna be a lot of hype. So really the, the reason why I'm buying Sam Darnold right now is one, he's super cheap compared to, you know, Baker and Josh Allen. Yes, I get they had great seasons last year, but like Sam didn't have a great season. He just didn't play. He just didn't get the opportunity. He was with a bad organization, the bad coach, bad team, you know, like it's not like he played bad. I mean, I, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he was in a bad situation. Now, if he doesn't play good with the Panthers, then we can start to see, okay, maybe he's not, you know, whatever, but let's give him an opportunity. So I'm willing to give him an opportunity. I think he's super cheap. A Josh Allen NT just went, PSA 10 just went for 75K. And then a Baker PSA 10 just sold for like 35. Meanwhile, Sam Darnold is like 9K. Mm, there's way more upside in my opinion. I think, you know, the Darnold could be 15K. So you make 5K on it. You know what I mean? Same with Jameson Winston. I just picked up a National Treasures PSA 10 for 2K. Like I can look at Winston's for 2K or Josh Allen for 75K. This, could this go to 100? Could Josh Allen go to 100? Absolutely. Could Winston go to 7K? Uh, absolutely. That's a 5K profit. You know what I mean? Like people are like, oh, what? you're buying Winston, dude? Really? Another YouTuber buying dumb cards. Like, bro, it's not about like, if I think Winston's gonna come out and go 16 and 0, there's way more upside. There's way more room for growth. Even if he has an okay game, he's still undervalued. You know what I mean? Like that's why I'm buying what I'm buying. So that's what I'm holding. Um, I sold all my basketball cards. I have like two or three basketball cards left, but I, I moved them during basketball season. Towards the end of seasons, you know, it's, it's always a good opportunity to kind of shift into a new sport. Now, I did sell some cards too early. I sold a Trey Young before the playoffs because I didn't see the Hawks doing what they're doing right now. And that card has gone up about a thousand bucks in value. So, you know, I could have held it. I didn't want to take the risk. Same with DeAndre Ayton. I had the NT. I sold it. And this man just won game two off the dunk with one second left. Uh, that would have been a good card to hold too. But like I said, you don't go broke by taking profit. Made some profit on it. I'm happy. Could I have sold it for more now? Possibly. But guess what? I'll never know because guess what? I sold it. Don't look back. Look forward. Tunnel vision. Let's get it. What's your target profit margin for let's say a $400 card? Um, Good question. So honestly, I don't really have a profit margin percentage that I'm aiming for every single purchase because I think every card is different. Um, at the end of the day, as long as you're in the green, as long as you're making money, you win, right? So for $400 card, like if I if I buy a $400 card, let's say I post it for 500, 550, right? But if somebody offers me 450, I mean, that's $50 profit. That's dinner, you know, for two days, three days, you know? So I'll probably take it. So for a card like that, maybe you buy for four or 500 bucks, try to make a couple hundred bucks on it. If it doesn't sell in a few days, you know, as long as you're selling it for profit, somewhere in the green, you know, I think, I mean, you're in the green, you're good. Green, good, red, in. Mm, okay, let's get it. Is Julio Jones a buy? Um, so the hobby doesn't really, it, it's weird. I don't like buying football players other than quarterbacks. You know, I do have a Christian McCaffrey, National Treasures, but I only bought that because I got such a good deal on it, right? If you can get a really good deal on a wide receiver that you think you can quick flip it, make some money, go all, go, go for it. But it's a bigger risk for wide receivers, running backs, just because they don't really tend to sustain value. Uh, quarterbacks are the best investment for football. So I would recommend buying quarterbacks for football. Next question is Sam Darnold or Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones? Sam Darnold. Better buy Darnold or Winston? Hmm. Well, Winston's cheaper. So I think he has more of an upside. His offense is crazy. Now, we don't know if he's going to start yet, though. So that is one of the risks. Darnold is going to start. They don't have another quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater got traded. Um, it depends. If, if you want to spend a little more, I would say Darnold. If you're going for, you don't have, you know, you want to maybe not throw as much. I think Winston, you know, uh, I really been focusing on like NTs, flawless, immaculate. Like that's kind of what I'm focusing on. Not so much base prism, optic, you know, base. I mean, unless you get a good deal. If you can get a good deal on anything, I'll buy it. But if I want to buy it in terms of, I hope it's going to go up and I can see it trending up, I'm going to buy the higher end cards. So I would say Darnold. 
And one more question we have from Zach Oswald is, so I'm sure this happens a lot with players, but my example is Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees. I bought his card in early March with the hopes of a great season and a price jump. He's ultimately my first investment. The guy has done nothing but put up amazing numbers, but his card prices haven't gone up even the smallest bit, but instead they went down 20 to 30 bucks. Why is this? All right, so I'm not much, I'm not big into the baseball card market, but I think the same trends happen across all sports, right? So one thing I know about Aaron Judge is he's got injured in the past and he's a little injury prone is what I would say, right? Um, so I think that one, it depends on what cards you're buying, right? Are the cards that you have, and I don't know what cards you have, but are the cards you have high population, right? When you buy high population cards, the tendency can be, there's so many of them that some people just panic sell or some people just want to get out of them so they sell them for whatever, causing prices to go down, right? If you look at what his, you know, his more rare cards, like maybe his Super Fractor or his Fractors or his S Fractors or, you know, the more rare cards, like, are those trending up? Are those trending down? Because if you're looking at, you know, maybe his Bowman Chrome or Topps Chrome, so I would say that the reason why they're probably going down is because they probably have high pop on them, right? And when cards have high pop, they have more tendencies to fluctuate. So they can go up one day, they can go down one day. And that's why I really want to be in more of the more rare cards. And that's why rare cards are key and why they're a safer investment. Not that you want it safe investments, but at the same time, I don't want a card that there's 40 of them on eBay right now, buy it now. Because then it's like, why would anybody buy it from you when they can go shop online and find the cheapest one they can they could possibly find, right? But when you have a card like this Baker Mayfield, which is right next to me right now, number to 15, if somebody wants this card, there's not one on eBay right now. Or if there is, there's one on eBay, you know? So I'm competing with that one on eBay. Meanwhile, this Sam Darnold, Donner's PSA 10, there's probably a hundred of these right now on eBay. Now I bought these cause I got them, you know, super cheap and why not? Cause I, I, I believe in Sam Darnold, I think it's gonna do well this season but like this isn't a card that i'm buying in hopes that it goes up to 500 you know what i mean like i'm gonna take my profit whether it's 20 bucks per card 40 bucks per card 50 bucks per card 10 bucks per card you know like but like when you compare a card like this to a card like this this is gonna fluctuate up and down way more than this one one of these might not even sell for a month meanwhile in a month 40 of these sold right so when somebody checks comps they're gonna see all these sales when somebody checks comps on this they might not see a sale for a month so they're willing to pay you know whatever or they're willing to pay you know a higher price or they're willing to pay closer to what my asking is because there's not much to base it on right so it depends on what Aaron Judge you have um I would say if you have high population Aaron Judge even if you sell them for like I said temporary loss to then go buy a super rare or a numbered or a you know a, a high quality Aaron Judge that you that you can hold on to or you can see a potential great return because it's rare because there's not many of them on eBay like that would be my advice I would say sell the base cards sell the ones that are high population and take that same money and put it into a rare card of Aaron Judge and see if in a month you don't have a better return on your money. All right, lastly, but certainly not least, you know, every day I get DMs like, yo, man, how, yo, Roth cards, how do I get my collection to $1,000 cards? Like right now I'm just doing $50 cards, $100 cards, $200 cards, and I just can't seem to get to over the hump to those $1,000 cards. Like, what should I do? My advice is simple. Stay disciplined, stay focused, and keep doing what you're doing, okay? If you're flipping $50 cards right now, $100 cards right now, keep doing it. Because by stopping, you're not gonna get to those thousand. The only way you're gonna get to the $1,000 cards is if you keep going. Because if you keep going, you will sooner or later come across that deal, come across that raw card, that graze well, that 
is a crazy investment for a, for a, you buy it for 100 next thing you know it's 400 because it was a great deal that you got and that card exploded if you just keep doing what you're doing sooner or later you will come across that deal or that raw card that changes the game for you the only way you're gonna get there is if you keep going i, I sometimes i know you know the market when it when it looks a little soft or cards start to trend down a little bit, it could be discouraging. And it's like, man, forget cards. I don't want to do cards anymore. But that's when you have to just go harder. You have to adapt and pivot every hour of the day. Yesterday, you, you could have a, a, a whole plan right now on what you're about to do. And today, you got to make changes. Today, you got to pivot. Today, you got to adapt because the hobby is constantly changing. The market is constantly changing. You got to stay on top. You got to stay, you got to stay observant to what's going on and make changes when needed. But the only way you're going to get to where you want to go is if you continue to keep going if you continue to put in the work if you continue to take time out of your day to dedicate to the grind you know if you're not doing cars full-time right now like so i sell cars full-time this is my full-time gig i don't have a day job this is what i do full-time right the only way you're gonna get so if your goal is to flip cars full-time the only way you're gonna get there is if you put in the work on the weekends if you put in the work after you get off off your job you know like let's say you go to work from nine to five and you get off and you come home at 6 p.m and you lay on the couch you watch netflix watch a movie you eat you chill you go on instagram you scroll watch youtube scroll you watch wild cards tv you keep scrolling and you don't put in any work in the hobby to get better to learn to grow you don't make any transactions you don't look for cards you're not looking to sell any cards if you're not looking why would the deal come to you those who seek find if you're constantly keeping an eye out for deals you're searching facebook you're searching ebay you will find those deals so i encourage you if you come home from work spend an hour spend two hours every night searching and growing and trying to get better and writing out goals and writing out what you want to accomplish look manifesting is real writing your goals and your dreams out is real this is what you should do you know what this is what we're gonna do. Right now, if you're watching this video, I want you to go to your local Dollar Tree and buy a white poster board and buy a Sharpie, right? And I want you to write on that poster board 10 things that you wanna accomplish for the next six months of 2021, right? And I want you to write those down and I want you to take a picture of it and I want you to tag me on Instagram, all right? If you tag me on Instagram, I'm gonna do a giveaway for everybody who tags me and writes down those dreams and those goals on that piece of cardboard. You're gonna be entered for a giveaway and I'm gonna give away something good, all right? So right now, if you're watching this video, this is what you gotta do. One, take a picture of it and tag me on Instagram. Two, comment one of your goals below on the Instagram video, all right? Two simple things. Post a picture of your thing, tag me. Two, comment one of those goals or dreams below. I'm telling you, before, like, it, it reminds me, because I need to do it again, because I, I, I recently recently um, moved, so I don't have anything up right now, but in my old house, I had stuff written. I will be a big card page. I will put out lots of great content. I will go from $100 cards to $1,000 cards. I wrote it all out on my walls, and then it came to be. Write out your vision, write out your goals, and they will happen. So that's what we're gonna do. Comment below one of your dreams and goals for the rest of 2021, and watch it come to be. Let's get it. So the next two big shows I'm gonna be at is the Atlanta show and the National. I am super, super excited for both shows. Atlanta should be good. This is the first time they're doing it. Shout out to Prism God. Should be a great show with a lot of people. Um, I know it's during, it's the same weekend as Dallas, but you know, we go to Dallas every other month. Let's try a new city, new show, new environment. The Braves are in town. Let's see what we can do. And then I'm super, super excited for the National, man. I've never been to a National. I heard it's crazy. I heard it's like a hundred times what the Dallas show is. So I'm super excited for that. I can't wait to see you guys. 
Um, by then I'm gonna have t-shirts and stickers and I'm gonna have a whole bunch of giveaways going on that week. I'm not, I don't know if I'm setting up yet. I'm, I'm trying to finesse a table from a buddy. Um, hopefully I can, if not, I'll be walking around and uh, hope to see all of you there at the National. I'm super excited, man. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm ready. I'm ready to go to these shows. July is a crazy month. There's actually four shows that month. I'll post them on my Instagram, so make sure you guys follow me at Roth Cards. I'll be posting some updates on there. Um, so yeah, let's show you guys a recent Beckett submission that I just got back. It's crazy. So the first card that came back, I picked this up raw in Dallas. It is on the it, it is on the Dallas card show video, so you can go back and watch because that transaction is in that video. I picked up a raw Tom Brady Bowman Chrome. So it came back a Min Gem 95. Super excited on that. Great pickup. This is another card that I'm just gonna hold till football season. I, uh, I think right now it's at the lowest it's gonna be. I don't. There's not really any reason to sell it right now. This is a card that I might as well just tuck away. Wait till about August September. You know, if the bucks start off hot. This card is going to the moon. All right, next card that came back, I picked this up in Dallas as well. LeBron James rookie exclusive number two, 100. Came back a BGS nine with eight five centering, nine edges, nine five and nine five corners and surface. I think I'm gonna crack this and send to PSA because I think it can PSA 10. The centering, I mean, there's not really centering on a card like this. So it's kind of silly to me, um, but you know, it is what it is. So let's get it. So those are a few cards that I just got back. I also picked up a black Pandora Jalen Hurts, but that's about to be sold. So it's in my sold pile over there. Um, here's a few recent pickups. I did pick up this nice Josh Allen National Treasures PSA 10 number to 99 this is a NFL gear signatures trio beautiful card I sold a PSA 9 of this number to 25 for about 4,500 and somebody had the PSA 10 of 99 for 3,500 on Facebook and I was like seems like a no-brainer it's a pop three I mean any any PSA 10 National Treasures can't go wrong so I also picked up this stack of Sam Darnold we have 16 Darnold Donruss I got these for like 40, 44 each, 45 each. Like, it costs more to grade cards now, you know what I mean? Like, I think that was a no-brainer. It's 16 of them for 45 each. It was about, I think, 800, 900 bucks. Even if they go up 20 bucks per, you know, that's 20 bucks times 15. That's, you know, 350 bucks, give or take, you know? So, and the goal, you know, when I buy lots like this, the goal is to sell it as a lot. It's just easier, like, buy it for, let's say, $40 a card, boom. And let's say it comes out, plays well, now they're going for 65 a card. Then I sell them for 60 a card. So I make 20 20 bucks per times 15, 350 bucks. I think that's the right math profit. You know what I mean? Like lots like this is just very easy. Buy it, sell the whole lot. Or I could piece it out, you know, um, different ways to do it. But for me, I'm probably just going to move the whole lot. Um, yeah. So those are the few pickups that I got, the few stuff that I got. But so again, thank you guys for watching. This is episode 10 of Rothcards TV. Stay tuned for episode 11. I'm hitting a card show this weekend. And then the following weekend, I'm going to be in Vegas. I'm going to record a card show vlog there. Super excited. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this style of vlogging. Comment below. Let me know what you think. Make sure you guys like the video, subscribe, and uh, stay tuned for a lot more coming. My Instagram is Roth Cards. Let's get it.